0: The opera begins with a prologue. It is dawn before Arsenio's castle in a craggy, forested countryside. The capucaccia, or huntmaster, sends his hunters forth to seek the morning's prey. Arsenio, a wealthy young nobleman, comes out of his castle prepared for the chase. His mistress, Margarita, still in her nightdress, enters. Arsenio sends the Capocaccia away, saying that he will join the hunt shortly. Margarita tells him that she has had a nightmare, forewarning danger. But Arsenio laughs off her fears. She is happy there, isn't she? Arsenio asks. Surely, she answers, but she misses her father. She tells of her sorrow at the death of her mother and her misery at having been subjected to the cruelty of her stepmother. One night, after her stepmother beat her severely, she took a boat and escaped. The boat had swamped, and she was swallowed by the onrushing waters, only to awaken Arsenio's castle. Arsenio shares her memories, singing of his great love for her. They kiss lovingly, and then Arsenio rides off to the hunt. As Margarita is about to go back into the castle, she notes a young shepherdess gazing at the castle wall. She approaches the girl, who is called Ciarella. She responds sullenly that she had been seduced and then abandoned by Arsenio before Margarita came to the castle. Chiarella's brother suspects what has happened, and she fears for Arsenio's life. But Margarita can only say that Arsenio loves her only. But Ciarella warns her that she may be Arsenio's next victim, Margarita simply won't believe this and tells Chiarella to leave. "'God who sees and judges,' says Chiarella, leaving the pronouncement unfinished. Margarita goes back into the castle. Horns announce the return of the Capocaccio, followed by other huntsmen, all alarmed. Servants hurry from the castle as a group of hunters enter, bearing the body of Arsenio. To the servant's plea for an explanation, One of the hunters says that his death is a mystery. As the hunters were leaving the valley, Arsenio had ridden along into a grove of trees. The hunters heard him cry out, then they discovered his body. Margarita enters in hysteria, recalling her prescient dream. She gives way to her grief and then orders the servants to comb the countryside for Arsenio's assassin. A group of penitents passes by, carrying a large cross and chanting a hymn. For a moment, the penitents calm Margarita, but seeing Arsenio's dead body, she succumbs again to profound grief. As the penitents sing, the enemy is confounded by the force of the cross. And so ends the prologue. Act one begins in the square of a rustic village in Laviano. It's a snowy Sunday morning in winter. Peasants and shepherds enter the village church for mass. Margarita enters dressed somberly and pauses in front of her father's house. Uberto, a young nobleman and friend of Arsenio's, calls to her. He has searched for her since he heard about Arsenio's death. He tells her that Arsenio's assassins, Chiarella and her brothers, have been captured. Although they protested their innocence, they were convicted and condemned to death. Uberto wants to know why Marguerite is there. She tells him that she seeks forgiveness from her father and stepmother, but he warns her that she will surely suffer much humiliation if she tries for reconciliation. If she returns to palaces and pleasures, all doors will be open to her. Marguerite rejects Uberto's advance. She has already suffered and still does, but she must try to convince her father to pardon her. Uberto leaves after telling her that if she ever needs help, she can call on him. Margarita's father now appears. She rushes to embrace him, but he seems afraid. He asks her what she wants. When she tells him that all she wants is her father's pardon, he calls her a liar. She tells him that after Arsenio's death, she wandered about devoid of spirit until the desire for revenge left her. Then she had a vision of her mother, who whispered to her to return to her father. All he can say in response is that she has become a figure of mockery in the townspeople. She pleads with him that she will do anything for him, even be his slave, if only he would not reject her. This moves him, but just then the stepmother comes in. "'Is this how you hear Mass?' she says, accusingly, seeing him embraced by a strange woman." When Margarita identifies herself, the stepmother can only heap insults upon her. Again, Margarita pleads for her father's pardon, but at the intervention of the stepmother, her father slinks back into the house. Now alone, Margarita despairs, calling for her mother's help. Then suddenly, as if her mother was speaking to her, she says, Margarita, do not throw away the jewel, the beauty of your glow. There will be light, a pardon, a pardon of love. The mass ends and the villagers leave the church. Margarita's old friends spurn her, yet her sincerity begins to win over the village women, even though the men urge their wives and daughters to leave her be. Now the stepmother returns and warns that Margarita will corrupt anyone who feels sympathy for her. As the villagers leave Reviling Margarita, the stepmother enters the house in triumph. Uberto returns to comfort Margarita, reminding her of the forgiving treatment Christ gave to Magdalena. He urges her to come with him to Cortona, and she accepts. As he exultantly cries her name and takes her hand to lead her away, the villagers from their windows nod ironically to each other as the act ends.